Alrighty, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary, a podcast all about the ridiculous things that rich people have bought or done through the ages. Because as long as rich people have existed, they have been buying obnoxious stuff with their superfluous amount of wealth. My name is Haley, I am your host, and over there is my co-host, Stephen. Hello, Gilded Gang. What's up? Everybody, we are recording this on the 5th of July. I'm saying this as a disclaimer, because we partied hardy on on the 4th of July. Heck yeah, we did. I'm not usually one for, like, massive celebrations on the 4th, but it's more just like, this was first time going out and, like, doing stuff with a group of people in, you know, long, long time. Yeah, and it being safe. (laughs) Yeah, got to go swimming. Ooh. I got to eat hot dogs. And I helped kids do a water balloon fight. That was great. That's amazing. But I didn't get home until 1130 last night. And my dog can't walk this morning because she swam so much. She literally just kept bringing the ball to, to anyone who would throw it for her. And would like leap into the pool. And this was for hours yesterday. And I think Strudel represents all of us today, <laughs> where it's just laying on the floor, unable to move, and eventually someone comes along and literally has to carry your 75-pound ass outside to go potty. It's... Oh, man. Poor Strudel. Uh, I know. My poor sweet baby. I feel so bad for her. But anyways, the disclaimer is, if we're a little bit on like the lower energy level... We still love you guys, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. We're tr- we're trying. We're trying so hard. Right now. <laughs> I 100% echo that sentiment. Absolutely. It is it is 2 p.m. when we're recording this. I have not put on pants today. I have not gotten out of my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope you guys are having a much better day. Yeah, hopefully y'all have the energy to go go do stuff, or hopefully you're having a lazy day like us, but Stephen, did you have a good time? You also got to bed very late last night. Uh, I did, I did. Um, yeah, so we went to go visit my in-laws, um, which, that's a whole other story in and of itself. <laughs> they're, 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 did they listen? I mean, they're okay. I mean, they're They're okay. <laughs> But I don't think they listen to this show, so <laughs> no. any comments you make, or they're going to stay between us and the government. 100%, no. They absolutely do not. I don't even, no, actually, they don't even know this show's existence, and, I would, and I'm never going to tell them of this show's existence, probably because, <laughs> just for some context, Gilded Gang, uh, there's, they're super, super, super straight Baptist religious people, and um, yeah, that's pretty much sums it up. Moving on. So, um, yeah. So I'm sure you you cussing occasionally wouldn't go over well. <laughs> no, it would fucking not. Ooh. Ooh. But. Rule breaker. Yeah. So, they live in a small little town in Kansas, and uh, apparently, like, so this is my first time celebrating fourth in their small little slice of heaven, but uh, they get I'm sorry, did you just call Kansas a slice of heaven? I mean, it was a little bit sardonic. I, I will I will say that. Um, <laughs> however, apparently this town gets turned on 4th of July because... Oh, boy. Peop- I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's small. 
country town Kansas. There were people in lifted up pickups and Jeeps driving all up and down the streets, shooting fireworks out of the back of those vehicles. And uh, country. That's a, oh, country, so safe. Sounds so, so safe. safe. Country music blaring. Um, you know, God bless that the USA the, the, song blaring. That's the epitome of just Midwest Plains. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, but all that aside, the fireworks show for what the, the county was able to put together was actually pretty, pretty darn good. I'm not going to lie. Like, they obviously put some money into it, and uh, the, the town board, the town council whatever you want to call them they uh they they apparently put a lot of stops this year um and it, it was a phenomenal celebration obviously my kids enjoyed it um they love fireworks they don't get scared with loud noises or anything we even bought them uh you know several like kid-friendly fireworks if that's such a thing if that's such a term uh we bought them safe fireworks for them to, to handle um so they really sparkler enjoyed, like, time little... baby you got a big old bucket waiting nearby filled with water dump your dump your sparklers in yeah, yeah absolutely so don't no, they had a good time um and uh hung out uh, they stayed up till about midnight and then my wife and i and uh, a couple of her friends that still live there excuse me uh, that still live there uh, we hung out with them for gosh forever it felt like um until <laughs> two three in the morning and that's too much. I, I we had an hour drive back home, so I made Garrett tap out at like ten thirty, and I'm like, "We're going." And like our hosts were, like, "Just stay over." And we're like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I want to go home. Be in my bed. Yep, my bed. <laughs> my bed. Uh. Anyways, sounds like a good celebration. I'm glad that we could do that. But let's let's get into it. We were we were arguing a little bit over who goes first, but I had to check the Instagram. To see, because I post all the pictures in order. You check the gram. Is what. I checked the gram. The gram says I go first this time. Well, the gram does not lie. Miss Elizabeth Patterson Bonaparte was the last story last time. That's right. So true, true. Yes. So my story is actually pretty short. I've managed to like pad it out a little. I had to really like dig into my like high school essay writing skills where it's like, ah oh, yes, the poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Yes. Oh right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's it's still a real it's fun and it's interesting. I'm just letting you know it's not super long. And I think that that manages to match my energy level today. That's that's totally fair. Totally fair. Okay. So let's get into it. You know how we were talking about my dog earlier, Strudel? Mm-hmm. So Miss Strudel has a best friend. A dog best friend. Mm-hmm. Dog best friend's name is Jax. And Jax is the best. He loves running more than anything. And he never, ever stops moving, ever. I've seen that dog sit once. Um, <laughs> like, he just goes forever and strudel loves trying to like keep up with him they both chase balls together like she gets so stoked when she sees him in the park but in any case jack's mom and dad are named uh julie and jose and we have become friends with julie and jose we go to trivia night with julie and jose um thursdays now like we're, we're one big happy like friendship family dog parents sort of situation oh yeah and um one time, 
I was talking with Jose, and Jose just goes, uh, he's asked me about the podcast, and I was like, oh, it's all about rich people, and, uh, you know, they're all just, like, utterly ridiculous. Here's some of the stuff that we've talked about, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and he just, like, looks at me with this really wide-eyed look on his face, and he just goes, have you ever heard of the cemetery from my hometown? And I said, where's your hometown? And he says, it's, it's uh, Culiacan, Mexico. And he goes, it's just filled with all these really insane tombs. And I was like, what? I've never heard of this in my life. Okay, you've piqued my interest. So this is what I decided to do research on, was the cemetery in Jose's hometown, which, as it turns out, uh, is where all of the Sinaloa cartel narco bosses are buried. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fun. Fun fact. Cool. <laughs> so so that gives you a little bit of insight of like, yeah, I guess that tracks as to why these tombs would be ridiculous then yeah. if it's all of the cartel sure. bosses. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So in case anyone's not sure about the, the Sinaloa cartel, um, You've surely heard of El Chapo. Yep, of course. El Chapo was the boss. So he was the boss's boss. <laughs> the 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 jefe de jefes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, anyways, uh, just little background on Sinaloa cartel uh, is that it was one of the largest drug cartels in the world. It came to power in uh, the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, basically, the Guadalajara cartel which had existed previously, started break, being broken into pieces, and they were becoming, like, smaller little cartels mm. that people were taking over in Mexico. And um, basically the Sinaloa state, um, uh, that's, Sinaloa is a state in Mexico, so that's where you get the Sinaloa cartel from. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so once the Guadalajara cartel starts being broken into pieces, uh, El Chapo comes along and is like, all right, great, I'm starting my own cartel, and I'm going to grab these people and those people, and we're just going to go for it. Um, and so basically the Mexican cartels gained this huge amount of power over the previously like massive Colombian cartels because uh, our dear friend, Mr. Hippo Man Pablo Escobar, um, died in 1993. And that like left this big gaping hole of like, well, who's going to supply drugs to the world? Right. And El Chapo's like, me, I'm going to supply drugs to the world. Um, and so according, according to Britannica.com, quote, Sinaloa notably gained territory from both the Tijuana and Juarez cartels, solidifying its position as one of the world's most powerful drug syndicates. By the early 21st century, the cartel had operations in more than 50 countries, but was particularly dominant in the United States. According to reports of the time, it was responsible for the majority of illegal drugs, notably marijuana, cocaine, heroin, and methamphetamines that were smuggled from Mexico into its northern neighbor. And in 2015, U.S. officials claimed that the Sinaloa controlled uh, the uh, that Sinaloa controlled the drug markets in almost every single state. Uh, estimates of its annual revenue ranged from three billion to thirty nine billion. That's a, <laughs> end quote. It's a lot of chump change. It's a lot of change. <laughs> Good night. I mean, first of all, 
that's quite the the range of like, well, we think they earn this amount of money, but it could be as high as this amount of money. Like low end three billion, high end thirty nine billion. Oh my gosh. So that's your background on the Sinaloa cartel. Cool. As it turns out context. As it turns out, the city that they are based out of is my friend Jose's hometown, which is Culiacan. So, as you can imagine, drug cartel business, kind of bloody, you know, little, little violent, one might assume. Um, turf wars, drug deals gone wrong, it leads to the need for a cemetery, because bodies start piling up. I'm sorry, this is getting, like, weirdly dark. Mm. Um, then, enter Jardines de Humaya which is the resting site of hundreds of cartel members, including notable bosses. So the name of the cemetery is Jardines de Humaya. I don't know what Humaya is. H is probably silent, so I bet it's probably Umaya. Not sure. It's gardens of something. Um, but this is the name of the cemetery. And uh, at first glance, um, this place just looks like a very small neighborhood of really nice houses. Like, you're going through, and you're like, okay, there's a very nice house over there that's completely modern in style. And then you turn to your side, and it's like just an entire street, like a tiny alleyway, filled with nice houses. But even that's kind of the wrong description. Like, I don't know how to explain this to you. Multiple story mansions lined up in a row like think of that think of like very big mansions of all types and sizes think of them being as like the super modern ones with all the glass and the and the concrete and then other ones that look like a fucking tiny vatican and they're all next to each other and now take those mansions and shrink them oh no <laughs> yeah so <laughs> It's, yeah, it's basically that these mansions have been shrunk down a little. They have, so many of them have marble domes. They have balconies for you to go and sit or like Romeo and Juliet off of. They come in a bunch of different architectural styles. Like there's some Spanish colonial over here. There's some like that modern glass and concrete that I was talking about. There's some that like the domes with the tiny Vatican, like so many massive crosses just plastered all over the side and like on the top of like gold crosses you're like does the pope live in this tiny house the pope has to live in this tiny house and so you look past the veil of all of these tiny houses and you see in the background that there are construction workers working on even more damn tiny houses (laughs) it's constant it's everywhere and so basically According to a BBC interview with one of the construction worker, they work every day. There is always a new structure being built. Um, And basically, these things are massive and insane. And in case you haven't picked this up yet, these are mausoleums. Oh my gosh. These tiny houses are mausoleums. This is where the dead people are are stored. And they get tiny houses. (laughs) And so, basically, uh, according to this BBC interview, they're massive and insane because 
the family member who died left behind cartel money. And so that cartel money gets to pay for something huge and, and precious. And um, I was watching watching a BBC, like it was a video tour of the area. And you get close-ups of some of these buildings. And the buildings have air conditioning and state-of-the-art security systems, including cameras and bars on the doors and windows and patrolmen going around the site and um they, some of them have flat screen tvs in them and uh really good sound systems there's a lot of like signs and posters and pictures of things that the deceased would have like decorated their room at home with like there was one grave where there was a picture of like his favorite bikini model right next to his favorite car. Like that was just the interior. Uh, it was a tiny living room and it was decorated like a little frat boy's house. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to send you. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to send you a photo. Ooh, okay. Okay. So I just sent you some photos. Of, I know. <laughs> of some I'm buildings. I'm looking at them, and it looks like a little city. This is what it looks like. It is a tiny city. <laughs> a city? These are all mausoleums. For the dead. For the dead. Please describe to me... Well, look at the, the second photo that I've sent you. It's, a, it's basically a bird's eye view of this cemetery. And am I not completely dead on saying... That it's a tiny goddamn neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's like it's like a little. It'd be like a little neighborhood that I would find in like Mexico City or like or yeah. an offshoot of Mexico City. Like absolutely. Like everything's kind of colorful. For you got the sure. domes. Of course, every single building has a cross on top of it. But like, it's Mexico, so that kind of tracks. It does track. Yep. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then let's talk about the, juxtapos yeah. <laughs> the juxtaposition of the two different styles of the third photo that I sent you. Right, right, right. Super, super different architecture, very square, very modern. I'd say very, like, like one on the left is super modern, and the one on the right looks almost like Roman or Greek. Like, yeah. there's some Greco-Roman influences on that right one, for sure. It's like that ancient European, yeah, like, yeah, mausoleum, yeah. like, almost gothic in nature sort of situation Please. right next to this very, very <laughs> modern with a glass balcony. And, like, these are two different yeah. mausoleums. Please tell me. But explain, the, I was gonna explain say. the size of these. Like, just, just describe the size of these. So, honestly, if you're looking for, like, a two-bedroom, one-bath, like, nice little villa in, like, SoCal... That, like the one on the left, yeah, that's that's I mean, without the crosses all over it, that's probably what I'd find. And then, um, the I mean, obviously, they're both mausoleums, so but the one on the right, I mean, looks like a goddamn cathedral, like it looks like you're walking into a church, it's it's that big, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's oh, it's crazy, it's absolutely insane. And um, and, and drug cartel money funded like the construction of all of this. Yes. So, basically, um, oh, one, <laughs> sorry, I have written down, and I'll, and I'll get to the drug cartel money in a second, and how much these fuckers cost. Um, I wrote down, apparently one of the mausoleums is a tiny tribute to the ultimate mausoleum, the Taj Mahal, 
apparently there there's a tiny just Taj Mahal with air conditioning and less landscaping. I don't have a photo of it. I don't know where this photo is, but it, it was written somewhere that there's a tiny Taj Mahal. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, back to the whole funding of these and how much these cost. According to the interview that the BBC did, the video that I watched, um, one of these bad boys can cost up to $500,000. Oh, gosh. That's not... Like, I want that to shock me and surprise me, but it doesn't. Because I'm looking at... I mean, it's a half a million dollars for a mausoleum. And um, a good chunk of them are fit with bulletproof glass. Of course. Uh, Yeah. The finest construction materials that you can afford. Um... And also for comparison, they did find out how much like a single burial plot in this cemetery costs. Like, you know, you would go to a normal ass gravesite and there's just it's you and your headstone and it's three feet by like eight feet or whatever. Yeah, yeah no. So one of those costs four thousand two hundred dollars. OK, OK. Most of these buildings need a minimum of 10 plots to be fit on. So you're looking at a cool 40 G's. Yeah. Cool 40 G's just for the land and then a $500,000 for the building to be fit with bulletproof glass. And that's ridiculous. basically, um, in case you're wondering, the reason why they're fit with bulletproof glass and television and air conditioning and uh, security systems and balconies and everything like that it's to provide a safe place for family members to go and visit their loved one who died uh, without fear of being attacked by yep yep by by rival cartel members which is absolutely bananas to me why would you attack grandma <laughs> grandma's just coming to visit visit her her sweet grandchild who uh, oh. you know got got killed have you seen like man on fire or sicario or any of that car i actually haven't cartels don't care they'll kill yeah they don't they'll kill grandma wherever they want to kill her i mean do you want to hear a fun fact about a cartel story that i have sure so um growing up in tucson uh we regularly went on vacation uh to rocky point mexico which is um puerto penasco okay uh, is the actual name of it, but that's where everybody goes for like spring break and vacationing. And um, one of the times that we were there, literally the week beforehand, there had been a massive uh, raid <laughs> by the Federales. Oh yes, on one of the on one of the hotels that we were staying at. Oh nice. <laughs> so you'd be walking down the hall, the outdoor hallway. And you just see one of these doors is riddled with bullet holes. And then, and then we went, we went, uh, to go and, uh, do one of the, um, they're like these tiny airplane hang, electric hang glider things where basically a dude, like you, you get on the back of it and he like takes you up in there and you zip around for a little bit and it's big enough for two people and they're really fun. And we were talking to this guy and he just goes, yeah, I was out here waiting for customers, and then all of a sudden, I saw, like, five black Escalades just tearing down the... And he's out in the middle of the desert, mind you. There's no one around. 
five black escalades just tore down here and all of a sudden bullets started raining out the windows and I had to hit the deck and there's only this one tiny wooden sign like in front of his property and he had to hide behind the sign and he walked over to it and there's just these bullet holes in it you're like buddy Ooh. what are you doing out here yeah, right? I would quit and go home yep 100% be like alright I'm cashing in see ya Bye. I can't, I can't anymore. Just no. Yep. It was a fantastic hang gliding experience, though. We gave him a good tip, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it's just there's nobody cares. But yeah, anyway. So to to wrap up my story on this crazy tiny mausoleum town is that um, in one of the interviews, and I forgot to write down which, probably the BBC one, or potentially there was a Fox News article on it from a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally I don't trust Fox, but this one seemed okay. Sure. Um, anyways, uh, so they said that basically the graves are ultimately like a combination of a few different things. One, it's a massive dick measuring contest. Sure. With feather- <laughs> fellow cartel members. Sure. Like it's hey, my grave is bigger than your grave. It's it's all about ego and saying that, like, yeah, I did good. I have enough money that I get to... I, my final resting place is here. doesn't matter that it's your final resting place at the age of 21, but, you know. Um, uh, it's that safe, secure place for family members to go and visit their loved ones that we talked about. And apparently it's a way for the dead to donate a massive amount of money to the church and to the community to kind of assuage their guilt for being cartel members. Sure. <laughs> like they know all of that money right. is going to to people who need jobs to to build stuff but like community members are they're very divided on how to feel about it they're like we like having work but we're really tired of our sons going out and just dying sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that'd be a big concern yeah yeah, but oh, another thing I found out is that a lot of times, uh, for at least the the big bosses, uh, the tomb is built before the death of the person, much like a pharaoh. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I found out. Those families probably cartel you how much they're tired of it. There had to be one. You had to bring one bad pun into this, didn't you? <sighs> yep, absolutely. It wouldn't be me. Fine. It wouldn't be me. Fine without without doing it it wouldn't be this show without me doing it (laughs) fine i guess i still love you of course absolutely (laughs) why wouldn't you (laughs) oh okay you got a chump change for me my friend i don't actually no chump change today okay hold on i've got one okay chump change okay i found this one while i was uh browsing imager and uh, i have to download this picture and send it to you okay um my chump change is that uh in 2014 uh there started a housing development and i'm using the word housing extremely lightly here sure uh (laughs) there's a housing development in turkey that was started in 2014 um, they're called the Burj Al Baba's housing development, and they're supposed to be a luxury escape. Um, by 2019, 
More than half of the 732 villas that had been created were sold. Uh, the center of the complex was to include a domed structure for stores, a movie theater. Like, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be nice. Um, and then Turkey had its economic crisis. And so this whole development had to declare bankruptcy. Uh, investors pulled out of, it was a $200 million project. And now each one of the houses lays completely empty. Um... Yeah, apparently the houses were being sold for anywhere between $370,000 to $530,000, which doesn't seem that much to me, considering prices in California for what they're getting, but mm-hmm. it is Turkey. Um, so now, basically, this entire housing development is, uh, like, insanely empty, but all of these houses are built, and all of them are cookie cutters of one another, and it's kind of bananas. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and send you a photo of of what exactly... You'd notice I have not described these houses yet. Nope. So I'm just going to go ahead and attach this photo. Oh. You go ahead and tell me oh. what was built. Holy... Uh, oh, oh... Holy! Wait, is this a, is this a tiny town or is it a, a life size town? This is a life size. It looks like a tiny town. It looks like we're giants, and this is like a tiny town. <laughs> All of them are built ridiculously close together. Can you please tell everybody what they are? So, folks, um, <laughs> wow. Um, so, what I'm looking at is. Somebody loved Beauty and the Beast way too damn much. So much to the point that they decided to recreate the Beast Castle over a hundred million times over the same (laughs) damn thing repeatedly, one after the other, in these little patchwork plots. You're absolutely correct. That is the best possible way of describing this. Along the rolling hills of Turkey. And, um, yeah. They are literally a copy-pasted castle. Literally. It's literally as if someone in their architecture design book just click and then dragged and dropped and it just built itself right there. And they're like, hmm, that looks pretty good. It's like someone got real lazy in The Sims. Yeah. Like, they put all of the effort into building this thing and it's insane and it's crazy and beautiful and they're like, I did such a good job in this house. You know what? I'm going to have an entire neighborhood of just this house because I can't go through this again. They literally control alt copied (laughs) a billion times. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, that's my chump change is that... (laughs) There's 732 empty castles in uh, Turkey right now. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's amazing, Haley. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you, Imager, for uh, popping that one up for me. Wow. Wow. It's, it's like, it's, and it's like the second photo looks like um, I'm on, like, Windows 98, and I've got way too many um, uh, tabs open, and it's just all, like, cascading. <laughs> that's what it looks like. You know, yeah, you're absolutely correct. When you grab something and it's frozen yep. and it's just like the... Yeah, <laughs> you're just moving it around. It's all like this yeah. <laughs> stuttering. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But it's just goddamn castles. <laughs> goddamn castles. Those goddamn stuttering castles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, bless you for the name of this episode. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, well, Haley, it's time right. for Crazy Cribs. More Crazy Cribs. Crazy Cribs. Uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't just, I haven't really thought of a good like makeup theme song for it, but this is... The fact that we don't have a theme song for it yet, and this is your fourth time doing it. I know. I know. Uh, hindsight. Hindsight's 2020. Um, Whatever. That's okay. Uh but this is Crazy Cribs number four, Haley. Woo! Woo! Super stoked for this. Um, this is not a place that I would live, but for some lucky individual and some wealthy person that likes this sort of thing could invest in, sure. Um, so I, I start my presentation with, Haley, do you ever wish that you could just get away from it all? Constantly. Like, your version of getting away from it all, what does that look like? It's it's literally dropping everything to travel the world. Okay. It's 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 anywhere from I'm I've been in a museum wandering alone and I like get to look at beautiful it's picture a movie sequence like we're we're doing a montage where yeah. somebody gets to like fulfill that bucket list <laughs> they're relaxing on the beach and then, then the next part of the montage they're going through a museum and then at the next part of the montage they're eating delicious food at a cafe in france like that's that's my getaway from it all nice well this particular uh, crazy crib is specifically designed for somebody who absolutely wants to get away from it all but quite literally wants to get away from it all uh this is a quick story about a four-story 22 room 8,000 square foot castle stuck solely in the middle of the nevada desert what what yeah yeah so this this i'm sorry so we i mm, i have to unpack that uh go ahead yeah four stories it's it's a big property. Twenty two rooms. Smack dab in the middle of Nevada. Yep. But we chose to make it a castle. Yep. Yep. It's a four story, twenty two room, eight thousand square foot castle. Twenty two rooms. God fucking. Absolutely. Wow. So why a castle? Okay. Well, God, castles on the brain today. That I know. Castles on the brain. Uh, so uh, one of the main um, marketers who is um, so this house uh, this house is on the market for sale. Um, this person who is marketing it says that in a lot of ways this is a doomsday preppers dream home. It's one. It's extremely self sustaining. It's extremely secure, and admittedly, it's quite odd. So. I'm going to tie in that statement about a doomsday prepper dream home. I'm going to tie it into my weekend. Uh, so obviously the first is I mentioned my in-laws, my in-laws are super religious, very, very conservative. Like think of the utmost conservative people you've ever heard of, like Trump support, like full hundred percent, like Trump is like our Lord and savior, you know, like that, that extreme. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there are magazines and books and pamphlets stashed around their three-story country farmhouse of like rifleman magazines and he even my father-in-law for the first time since i've been married to my wife showed me all the secret places that he has hidden panels in the wall that are that have what that have rifles and and uh handguns that are completely armed he's also got stuff that's prepped 
uh, down in the basement to completely like live off of in the event that something were to happen, like a doomsday type situation. So he's situation. a straight doomsday prepper. Yeah, he would never call himself that. He would never, ever say... No, but that's what he's doing. Oh, but 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bananas. All right. So I, I just... every When I was reading through this article in preparation for that, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely my father-in-law. 100%. I could see him. If he had money, he would buy this place and he would live out the rest <laughs> of his life. 100%. He would be the proud owner of a 22-bedroom castle in the middle of the Nevada desert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the, the marketer excuse me, of this property. His name is a man by the name of, excuse me, Jake Rasmussen. He goes on to say that basically this property is an enormous privately owned fortress. It has 16 inch thick concrete walls. It has a self-sustained energy system using a combined um, prototype system of solar and wind. Also, it has a 4,000 gallon water storage and rain catchment system. How much does it rain in the Nevada desert that that's going to be able to catch anything? Surprisingly, I think it, it does rain there at uh, at certain points throughout the throughout yeah, the I year. I guess at some point it's got to rain. So you know, hey, good point. You got to like Dune. You're just capturing all the moisture you can. You're moisture farming. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but he goes on to say that one of, now one of the odd things that besides the fact that it's a castle in the middle of nowhere, there are a couple odd features about it. Um, the original owner added two enormous vintage pipe organs. What? 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 Two enormous vintage pipe organs. Which are which are meant to be played to resonate throughout the halls. To summon people? Is it to summon the lizard people from the center of the earth? Is it is the Phantom of the Opera living in your basement? What's happening? <laughs> I know. I have so many questions and not enough answers. Um, so he, he goes on. He, so he continues and says, so all these like, you know, so-called doomsday preppers, they're people groups preparing for worst case scenarios, um, you know, the end of the world and all that, um, you know, and companies. Uh, he said there are a lot of companies right now that are purchasing um, homes like these um, for like their like CEOs and stuff like, you know, higher ups that in the event of a world ending catastrophe, they would have places to go to. And one of, and this place is, is, is on the list of several companies, but to my knowledge and what I could find, nobody has um, bought this yet. Um, So looking inside uh, the castle. And first, let me send you a picture of said castle. Um, yeah, I'm deeply curious. I gotta know. So here's kind of an outside view. W- not what I was expecting no, at right, all. Right, right, okay. right. Absolutely. Definitely not. Um, Is the entire house round? Uh, you'll see some pictures of the inside here in a minute. Is uh, it underground? It, it is. Oh my god. Is most of this underground? Yes. Oh. Okay, Guilty Gang, just to describe what I'm looking at, and you can go to the Instagram and see see what I'm looking at. It's it's basically like a round, ginormous cistern-ass-looking thing made of, made of red brick. It's got a couple of windows, and it's got bright green scaffolding going around all of it for you to, like, walk around. But it doesn't look large enough for 22 rooms, which is why I was asking, like, where's the rest of it? Right. Yep. All underground. Um... So the name of this property is called the Hard Luck Castle. 
and it was constructed between 2000 and 2012 with engineering that is designed to last between 400 and 500 years. Specifically. Yes, because we're going to... (laughs) It's just that they want a civilization to live in there for 500 years? Or did somebody discover the fountain of youth? Like some rich-ass Jeff Bezos. Yep, yep, it's actually Jeff Bezos' property. Yeah, it's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But... So, yeah, so this whole thing is made of steel, concrete, center block, and glass. Um, but And more than seven tons of rebar and 24,000 bricks were used to build this castle. It's too much. It's too much. I love that it's still referred to as a castle. Yep, 100%. Um, <sighs> oh, this estate also comes with 40 acres of land. Oh, right. Nice. Okay. Right. So that not much like farming you could fucking do in the middle of the Nevada desert, but I don't know some, you can do something with 40 acres. Uh, yeah. So we're getting to some good stuff though about it. Um, so the, he continues and says the, the castle is completely self-sustaining off the grid. Uh, power comes from batteries charged by a combination of solar and wind. There's a 3,000 gallon propane tank to power heaters throughout the house, a 300 gallon diesel storage tank to fuel a diesel power generator, and two backup generators, one backup diesel and one backup propane generator. There is also a 4,000-gallon water storage tank. Um, there is a rainwater harvesting system and a 800-gallon water hauling trailer to bring water to the building. So I assume if it doesn't rain a whole lot, then they can use this to go either you know drill or you know get water from a well or uh, who knows. Um, maybe, they've, maybe they've discovered an amazing well system in that area that they can get some fresh water sourced from. Who knows? It doesn't say. Um, but one of the the most high demand features for this property is that it comes with a fucking gold mine. Oh, it comes with a gold mine. And let me show you a picture of the entrance. I'm, I'm genuinely at a loss for words right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there were so many there were so many things that you were just kind of adding on top of this gold mine was not one that I was expect it should be so god damn it, that, is a, <laughs> yeah. that is a genuine like mine it's just a creepy creepy tunnel into the side of a mountain with some with some cart tracks yep and that looks like somewhere that I want to go in but don't for fear of it being deeply haunted like. So, supposedly, this mine was closed at the end of the Second World War, but it is still extremely high in gold content. Was it cold at the... uh, Sorry, not cold. Was it closed at the end of the Second World War War because of many deaths and now it's haunted? I guess you'll never know, Haley. No. So, as for decor, the main home includes two 1920s pipe organs, 1920s, and comes partially furnished with antiques. Would you like a picture of said organs? What? Yes. Why? Yes. Is that even a question? So here's one. Yeah, that's a fucking pipe organ. It's... (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, I have more questions about the candle sconces that are above it. They look... <laughs> yes. Guys, there's... <laughs> there's a pipe organ. Wait, no, there's too much happening in this room. And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the yeah. Fuck? What the fuck? Hold on. Hold on. I have I have to wrap my head around what's happening. I'm going to I'm going to go on a journey. So first of all, this is obviously in the the non below ground version of the house because it's uh, got windows. And the pipe organ is up against the wall, it's nestled in between the two windows. There's a real weird combination between like stone cladding and a dark green plaster on the walls. Mm -hmm. That's fun and strange. Yeah. And then you got the pipe organ. And you look up above the pipe organ, and on the walls is just a row of candle-holding sconces. And each of these sconces has a bright red candle in it, and the sconce is bat wings. Yeah. So it looks like, <laughs> it looks like the candle is flying away with black bat wings. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of these bat sconces. And then next next to the pipe organ is a fucking is a fucking cast iron stove pipe. Like it's a or pipe stove. How, how do you what's the word for that? Stove, it's, it's, you're right, stovepipe. Stovepipe? Yep. Yeah. So it's a really, really long pipe that's obviously exiting, the, and it's connected to one of those old-ass, like, 1800s cast-iron stoves, like, wood-burning stoves, which it's on a pedestal for some reason. And then you just kind of keep going around the room, and it's just folding chairs. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. This owner really loved laying some pipe, if you know what I mean. Ew. Gross. <laughs> okay, and then second picture pipe organ just literally looks like a pipe organ to me. This one's bigger than the one in the very confusing room because it's got all of the, like, exposed... The exposed pipes. Um, the other one, they're, like, hidden away, I assume, on the interior of the uh, pipe organ. But this one is, like, too type long in a church. Yeah. So anyways, that's... um. So yeah, that that's your pipe room. Yeah. Are they both in the same room? Yes, they are. If you if if you take a look, why? If you take a look, see, uh, open up, uh, and enlarge the uh, the first photo. Look up into the top right hand corner. God damn it! It's <laughs> on the second story in the same room on the balcony. Are you? Ugh. Yep. So you can have twin people lay in pipe. I deeply hate this room this is a cursed <laughs> image this is a deeply cursed room uh let's the move. mine is cursed the organ room is cursed <laughs> uh. I, I refuse to ever travel to this property uh well let's continue with the the tour finishing yes, up here please do. uh it has two kitchens uh, it has three full baths, a wood shop, a wine cellar, a theater, a game room, a glass solarium, a planetarium, and a fountain room. Maybe I'd be willing, you know, okay, you've listed it all out. All of those actually sound quite good. If I could just avoid the mine and the organ room, perhaps I would consider visiting. <laughs> what is this weird fucking fountain you just sent me? <laughs> Yeah, take a look at it. Enlarge that. Take a look at that. I hate it. I hate it. 
I hate it. It's a round fountain. <laughs> it's down at the bottom of yeah, this is the underground. tower, this I'm is underground. assuming. Yeah, because yep. there's light coming in. But it's a globe like of the world. Yes, it's in case like in the end times we for we lose all of our maps and we can't remember what the earth looks like, don't worry. It's in marble up here. Um, this yeah, this so, is this is eventually like the worship center place. Yeah. For when no. they, they all eventually turn into cultists. Um that's what No, they're, they're all going to be worshiping this weird fucking fountain. Yep. And and land pipe. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and and so you have this round globe on top and then there's ferns underneath it and then like it's on a pedestal and then underneath that are a bunch of naked washerwomen and then there's a bunch of horny frogs watching the washerwomen and these frogs are the size of the women's head mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. <laughs> no I don't know <laughs> Okay, the kitchen is fine, but I'm angry at the tile choices. It's yeah. yellow and blue. It's awful. Let's, it's, it's very bad. Like, the size of the kitchen is great. The oven is great. You got multiple fridges, a microwave. The cabinetry is fine. You got two sinks and a bar. Like, it's a good kitchen, except for the bad taste. But money doesn't buy taste, as we learned too many fucking times on this show. Right. Um, so, to, to, to finish this off... Um, the original uh, owner, uh, a man by the name of Randy. Um, Randy. <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to cough one second. <laughs> you laughed too hard about Randy. Okay, I'm back. Uh, so he brought he bought this land in, uh, in 1998, and he spent more than $3 million constructing this castle. Randy's a crazy bastard. Very much so. Um now, pricing, uh, the uh, going back to Mr. Rasmussen, Jake, um, who uh, is marketing this property. Is he just um, the realtor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, currently, it lists on the market for $1.2 million, uh, which... That doesn't feel like enough for this. It doesn't. Uh, and, and Rasmussen tells CNBC, he said, given how unique it is, it may be difficult to recoup the total investment on in any time frame. He said, but yeah, Randy's not getting any money back. Randy, yeah. you should have lived there forever and enjoyed the fruits of your weird ass labors. Yeah. So, so really the pricing he said has been established in kind of a realistic range. Um, they'll consider as low as 900,000, but 900,000 to, you know, 1.2. Um, he said, we did that to gain interest. Um, you know, he said, you can, Basically, you can get this castle for the same price as a one-bedroom condo in San Francisco. Yeah, you absolutely can, which is horrifying. Yeah. But you do have to, like, you get all, you get your two crazy pipe organs, but you do not have a target nearby. What are you going to (laughs) do? Do they at least have, like, a sewing room? Like, can you grow cotton to be able to make your own clothes? Where's the loom located? Right. Absolutely. That's one thing that I have questions for for most preppers. Why do they never have the practical instruments for, like, actually... Actually, it's always just guns. Right. Did you hear about the guy who, um, during the Texas, uh, during the Texas, like, freeze-out and, like, all the electricity went out uh, this past winter, the guy 
who was a doomsday prepper, and so he was like, yeah, I've got everything that I need, but this dumb fuck didn't know how to work a non-electric can opener, so he only had an electric can opener for all of his stashed canned food, and the electricity was out, so he couldn't get any into any of his stashed canned food. What? That's ridiculous. What a... <laughs> and so I just have questions for this stupid fucking castle property. <laughs> and like I can't believe Okay, that. great. You've got the cinema. You've got generators. You've got what's You're in the middle of the Nevada desert. Yeah. How are you getting food? <laughs> how are you Do you know how to make your own loom to create cloth? Do you have a stockpile of cloth? I don't know. And see, those are the questions to which we'll never get answers. We will never get answers. Uh, but anyways, uh, to wrap this up, if you would like to take a tour, you can contact their estate. And for a healthy $10 per person, you too can tour this home. Seriously. Steven, we have to go. Yeah, 100%. Okay, after the Gilded Gang meetup in, in Smeed's Ferry. In Smeed's Ferry. <laughs> the second annual meetup is going to be at this property if it hasn't been bought yet <laughs> absolutely I, I might even inquire what, what would it cost like to rent it out for the evening so we can have a gilded gang party oh my god how good would that be though that'd be fucking amazing that would be wonderful Everybody, it'd be me you and like five people <laughs> yeah no it'd be fabulous it'd, it'd just be the diehard listeners and all of us can nerd out together and yeah. just I am going to dismantle that fountain I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just like every so often throughout the night, just take another little piece of it away and like hide it somewhere. No, it's gonna, it's gonna start with the fucking frogs because they make me angry. <laughs> Maybe chisel away the boobs of the naked right? washerwomen. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, everybody, who's with me? <laughs> yep, because you can't have those tatties out. <laughs> no tatties. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, this was a very good, crazy crew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. It, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> hey, where do you find these? <laughs> That's my secret to keep. I just don't know where you find them, but you've had a winner for four episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> I Honestly, uh, it a couple of them have just popped up randomly on my Facebook feed like, oh, hey, because you liked... <laughs> These Crocs. Maybe you'll like this crazy crib. Obviously, there's an equivalent between Crocs and um, a $900,000 property in the middle of the Nevada. How do we get out there? I want to know how we're going to be able to... Do we rent a bus and get all of our... (laughs) What's the nearest airport? I, I I think Vegas is probably the closest airport. Okay, great. Everybody, we're going to meet in Vegas. Yep, yep. We're, we're going to gamble and see if we could win the $900,000 to Hell yes. Place. Yeah, then we're, we're going to get turnt as fuck. And then... We're going to dismantle the fountain patriarchy. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to make a whole video. We're going to post it on fucking TikTok, Instagram, the whole we're thing. Gonna get so, we're going to get so much money just based <laughs> off of us being in this batshit house. <laughs> 
and then we're all gonna take a tour to the fucking gold mine we're, and we're gonna get scared as hell from all the ghosts that are still haunting down there and then we're gonna from World War II yeah. absolutely and then we're gonna mine all of the fucking gold that's left and then we're gonna retire and then I'm gonna buy one of the castles in Turkey <laughs> me too we could be neighbors. <laughs> we could be neighbors living in the exact same house. We're going to see how each one decorates yes. a matching space. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it'll be interior dec- it'll be interior decoration wars, but it'll just be between me and you and nobody else will watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's only our opinions that matter. That's right. <laughs> Oh, Gil- Gilda Gant, thanks for listening to us crazy people. Oh, this was slow energy, like, on the start, but I'm, I'm happy now. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, really hope everyone's stuck to the end, because we have some pretty baller ideas. Yeah, we do. Uh, <sighs> okay, Gilda Gang, we love you very much. Let us know if you have any place that you want us to cover. Uh, I know I got a couple of requests that are on my list, um, but... Um, yeah, anyways, go to Instagram if you want to see the photos of these incredibly infuriating places that we've talked about today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> go to Twitter if you just want to shout out at us. I answer all of the DMs that we get on uh, on uh, Instagram and everything like that. But yeah, come find us. We love, we love talking to you. Also, Sneeds Fairy, you still haven't reached out to us, and I'm sad, so... Come on, Sneeds. Get Come it together. Sneeds. We need to talk sneeds. to you. <laughs> okay. We love you guys. All right. See y'all. <laughs>